Welcome to Season 2 of Reframe Your Life, a podcast for women who think differently and want to explore ideas and topics relevant to all areas of their life. Hi everyone and welcome to Episode 8. Today we're talking about fear and fear is something we all experience in our lives in one way or another. Sometimes we know it's a fear, sometimes we don't know it's a fear. So with that, Sandy, I'm going to ask you, first, how are you? I'm good, Joanne. I am really interested in this conversation because I think fear is such a basic kind of emotion that all of us struggle with. So I've been thinking a lot about about this recording. I think it's going to be good and very helpful for me. So I'm going to start with a question, Sandy. What are you afraid of? Okay, I will give you a few. I think I have lots of fear <laughs> issues. So I am, I'm afraid sometimes of being home alone. Just sometimes it kind of freaks me out just being in a house alone. So I don't know why. That's just a weird one. I'm really afraid of scary movies. I do not like horror movies at all. They, they um, stay with me. They, I can't not stop thinking about them after I've seen one. So I don't like really scary movies. And uh, yeah, I'm afraid of finding a big millipede in the bathroom. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> just bugs, movies. <laughs> oh, there's more. I could just do a podcast on all the things I'm afraid of. Well, it's funny because as you were talking, I'm like, okay, we didn't rehearse this, but I have similar, I'm not going to see any scary movie, thank you. And even when the adverts come, like I think there's some advertisements on TV at the moment for a couple of scary movies that are out, I won't watch them. Uh, Sometimes if I'm watching a drama like Criminal Mind or something like that, that sometimes they start off pretty mysterious and I will turn away, like I really will not, I'm not interested so so I'm very much the same and I don't any scary movie you can name off and I have chosen not to see it I'm okay with the home alone um I think mainly that's it oh in Australia we had big cockroaches do you know what I mean by a cockroach Sandy do they call them yes yeah cockroaches here yeah big they were kind of oh one and a half I've seen them. I know what they look like, yes. (laughs) They have them in Cambodia too. And they fly, like they're flying cockroaches. Oh, my gosh. They used to honestly scare the crap out of me because I could just never predict what they were going to do and they moved so quickly and I did not like that at all. So, yeah, but other things, snakes and sharks and blah, blah. I think if I saw a shark, sure, I'd be afraid, but... I'm not going to not go in. I hear it from a lot of people. Oh, I wouldn't go swimming in Australia because I'm scared of sharks. Well, no. I, I mean, who's not scared of sharks? But it's not going to prevent me from going swimming. So okay, t- I have one more. Can I can I interrupt with one more? That is a kind of a weird, increasingly um, potentially debilitating fear for me is flying. Oh yeah, I really don't like flying, and um, I'm work. I have to really work on it. So, Sandy, has, like, fear of flying always been there or is it something that's developed, I guess, as you've gotten older? I think it's probably always been there. I think most people or a lot of people have some level of anxiety and fear around flying, but I think it has gotten worse 
the more I fly and the longer the flights are that I've been on. So I'm not sure the root of it, but it's, it is mostly irrational, I think. So we do all experience fear in our lives. So today we wanted to discuss how fear shows up and how we move through it. And, and we don't want to discuss the types of fears that we have just talked about, although they are true and valid fears and there needs to be ways of moving through them. But we really want to talk about the type of fear that holds us back from doing things that we really want to do. And sometimes we actually don't know that it's holding us back. And it actually takes a step of being courageous to actually face your fears and and that's how we face our fears by actually embracing courage so when we're not fearful we are in our comfort zone it's nice and comfortable we're doing what we want to do but as soon as we step into our challenge zone that's when fear can show up but we may not know it's fear. It could show up in different emotions, unworthiness, shame, guilt, hopelessness, blame. Have you ever blamed something for yes. someone else? And, re and really, <laughs> when you've thought about it, you've uncovered a fear for you? Yeah, sometimes anger. Mm. You know, when you, you feel you kind of react in anger, it's be but underneath that is fear. So have you ever wanted to reach a goal or actually do something that you either procrastinated a long time on because that is one way fear can show up through procrastination or you actually never you haven't achieved it yet okay so I don't know if this is the kind of thing you're thinking about but I did have something that happened in the past week I wanted to sign up for a course and the course was going to be you know with the Canadian dollar the way it is the course was going to end up costing me close to $3,000, which is a, you know, a chunk of money, a decision to be made. And I was putting off making the decision, but I had to make it by Friday. So if I didn't sign up for the course, the opportunity was gone. And that was really fear-based for me because I was afraid of investing the money and not seeing the return. So it, the course was a um, about creating a business, something in my business. And I thought, mm -hmm. what if I spend all this money and then I don't see any results? So what did you do in order to work through that fear? Okay, so I talked a little bit um, to some people in my life about the decision, got their input, had them look at the course and, and see if they thought it was a good, good program that it, you know, what, that I wasn't just kind of getting caught up in the hype of the course and that it really looked like a solid program, which I thought it had. So I got that kind of input. And then I realized that it was going outside my comfort zone to spend that much money on development mm -hmm. and that it was necessary that I wouldn't be able to do what I wanted to do without taking that course. So I've signed up for it and I, it starts in a couple of weeks and once I made the decision, once I signed up for it, the fear and the worry about it was gone. When I first started out in my career, my current career, so maybe that's my like seventh career, but <laughs> my pivot. My We're calling career. it pivots now. <laughs> my current career of you know, coaching and team training, I knew that one way 
to get known in the community was to put on a course. And I had the materials. I can facilitate. I know I can facilitate. I had the materials, but I kept making excuses as to why I couldn't put the course on. And, you know, it was, oh, I can't rent a space, I haven't got any money, it's not a good time, I can't decide whether I should have it as a breakfast, lunch, or, you know, what what time I should have it. And, I mean, the long and short of it is it, they were excuses and I was procrastinating. So that's how I know when, when there's perhaps a fear in my life that I maybe am not aware of. I was procrastinating. And so I asked, like, what am I afraid of? And I was afraid of putting it out there in my community where I have friends and I have and I know people and no one coming. Mm. <laughs> and that's that's what I was afraid of. So I had to work through that. I talked with a colleague who gave me one, you know, one idea of a strategy. And you know, I talked to people about it first and see if they're interested. But I decided, you know what, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to jump. So there's lots of different strategies. Like you said, you you, ha- you helped uh, engage some people in your life to help you work through that fear of spending that money. So there's different strategies. So it was that no one would turn up and that part of it was as well that could I actually deliver a course that would be value for money? Mm. People are paying me to hear me. So like, that kind are- of imposter syndrome. Absolutely. Who am I to say that? I can help give hints and tips on management and leadership. And it was, yeah, it was a bit of an aha. So I did do the course and I think I had seven seven people show up, which is awesome. Yeah. And they loved it. And actually from there, I've gone into two of the organizations who were there to do other leadership stuff. So, so it, it all worked out in the end. Yeah, but I, I procrastinated for a good six months, Sandy. And it wasn't until my accountability partner said, okay, I've been hearing about this enough times. Something's holding you back. What are you afraid of? And then I just tried to reframe. Okay, so if no one shows up, no one shows up. If two people book, then I can say, okay, we're not going to run the course, but I could give you some one-on-one coaching support. So do you Um, remember, I'm just going to, sorry, interrupt a second here, but do you remember how we felt launching a podcast? (laughs) yes I remember one day we'd done all the training and so we're going through the sequences right okay you did the podcast training first and then I signed up and I did it and okay we've got to do a website we've got to do this we've got to do that and then I remember texting you one day and going oh crap like we're really going to put ourselves out there (laughs) I know what if no one listens (laughs) yeah how did we get through that Sandy well, we had each other, but there was, I remember the very first time when we um, posted our podcast on Facebook and social media, definitely feeling a little bit like, oh my gosh, that's, you know, what are people going to think about this, you know, that I have a podcast. And now, um, you know, season two, I don't think that way at all. Like I enjoy promoting it. I put it up there. I, we've gotten good feedback on it. And and I know that we have good content. And it's just, you know, it's that comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And it's it's that shift of how it's moved from something new and really uncomfortable to now we've, you know, this is 
the eighth episode in season two. We've already got a whole season behind us. And so I don't have that same discomfort now. It's in my comfort zone to do this. That's right. It wasn't in our comfort zone. We moved through our challenge zone, which is where we experience growth, learning and fulfillment. And we're doing a session on feedback in a few weeks. We know it hasn't been a perfect run, but we're still doing it. We centered around our goal and our commitment that we did, we wanted to help people. We wanted to help people reframe some things that may be going on in their lives. And that's, that's what I feel is important about fear. If you know what your commitment is or what your goal is that you are trying to achieve, when you face fear, you should always go back to that. So, th And that's what I did in my situation. I was asked, what is your commitment? I said, I want to help people to grow to be effective leaders of themselves and of their teams. Okay. You haven't said how many people. So what? Two people show up. You'll help two people grow and be effective leaders of themselves and their teams. So, yeah, I think if we anchor in, in our goal or our commitment, then that helps us work through uh, some of that fear. And that imposter sy syndrome, Sandy, it comes and goes quite often for me. I don't know what it's like for you. And I try and beat it down and know I can do this. Yeah, I think that's something that women struggle more with. I don't have any studies to back that, but I do know from talking to women that I think we often feel like until we've done something that we are imposters if we talk about doing it. You know, so if you look at a job description, a woman will tend to look at a job description and see all the things that she hasn't done or and and that may hold you back. Whereas a man will look at the same job description and maybe with the same qualifications see those things that they don't have on their resume as, oh yeah, I could do that and it doesn't hold them back. Mm. So I think that imposter syndrome, you know, for, for our listeners who are, are mostly women, I think we do struggle with that feeling of um, who am I and, you know, other people can do this and I'm not Brene Brown. Why would I do this? You know, but I love what you just said. I wrote it down and I'm going to put it in an Instagram post for sure about anchoring in our goal. I think that yeah. is such a great phrase and I love that idea of really you know when we're feeling like imposters or when we're feeling fear to really focus on what is the goal here and get clear mm -hmm. on that I love that mm -hmm. if we make a new goal well it's a goal to achieve so there is going to be some discomfort and some challenge inevitably along the way especially if you haven't done it so of course what helps with fear is practice practice builds competence Confidence builds more comfort. So that's going back to our example of the podcast. <laughs> I, I actually kind of sometimes get embarrassed. I was actually uh, telling my uh, group fitness manager just this week, I had my performance review and she said, what are you doing this weekend? And I told her we're doing some recording and she's like, oh, you've got to send it to me. I'll send it out to everyone in the, we have a newsletter that goes to like a hundred fitness instructors. I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. And then I, for a fleeting moment I went oh god are they really going to listen to our first ones you know? <laughs> um, but we've we've practiced so yes it was a challenge we were we were a little bit scared along the way or I certainly was didn't know if people were going to listen didn't know 
if it would add value for anyone, which is my ultimate. I mean, the, the best thing I can hear is, is people have taken one or two things that we've said and, and reflected on it in their lives and, and uh, made a change or taken action or just reflected. I had an email this week from someone who said exactly that. She had listened to our creativity episode and it had been really timely for her and really helpful. And I feel the same way. That's the kind of feedback and that's a kind of confirmation for me that what we're doing is adding value. So that's great. So I love this um, way to approach fear with anchoring in our goal and our Mm -hmm. commitment. And I'm just thinking um, we're talking, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about some of our fears and and some of those things. But what are some of the signs of fear in your life? You know, you mentioned a few, but I think it'd be good to just think a little bit more on that topic. So how do you know when you're afraid and and. what are some of the signs? The language that's coming through is uh, they're a victim. There's entitlement. They want someone to rescue them and, and blame other people. So any language around being a victim or, yeah, or blaming and complaining, it's, that's what is happening on the surface. But deep down, it's, there's potential that uh, there's actually uh, a deep fear that, that people are trying to work through. A negative attitude. Avoiding, avoiding people. Yeah, come up I with love, any strategies. I love that um, strategies for identifying when you are. So I, for me, it's almost like a physical feeling that I have mm. as well. So you know, I know some of these things you're talking about are are behaviors, but mm-hmm. I think that sometimes when I'm when I'm afraid, I have a real visceral kind of thing going on. You know where. I, I feel anxiety or um, panicky in some situations, you know, that it's, you know, sweating, stomach upset, headaches, those kinds of things as well for me can be an mm. indicator that there's fear going on. So did you feel that when you were contemplating this course that um, you were by? Not so curious. much in this case. I do. Mm. I definitely feel it about flying. Yeah, I, I so when, physically yeah. feel it in that case. But there have been some work situations where you know you're going to have a conversation that's going to be uncomfortable, and I physically feel sick mm. just yeah. going into it. Uncomfortable conversation, and I think that's the difference there, Sandy. There are things that we know we're afraid of, and so we we are aware of our triggers. But the ones that we don't know we're afraid of that's how it shows up you know the blame the complaint the procrastination criticizing everyone else I mean that's really there's something more going on for ourselves and the only way we can uncover that is to try and be a little bit more self-aware of listening to our language or looking for things like poor results deadlines being missed fight or flight behaviors so I think that's the one of the challenges there's stuff that we know we're certainly afraid of and yes we can feel it oh needles oh my gosh I can't believe I didn't talk about needles (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe I didn't talk about needles I am so scared of needles that I won't go like I just won't go which is bad not like do I want to put my health at risk versus go and have a needle so I know I'm choosing not to do it the 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 fear that really challenges me is that yeah when it comes up as excuses and I'm blaming and I'm being the victim 
that's interesting that you feel it in the body because maybe sometimes you do feel it in the body when it's more of a hidden fear. I would think that might be something for people to pay attention to. You Ooh. know, the body knows and the body is a good indicator. And so sometimes if you're physically not feeling well, there may be something there. Just pay attention to it. Ooh. We are complicated people. It is interesting though when you when you listen out for it you can hear it and you're right I mean many times we know like I knew I was scared I just didn't want to face that I was scared of doing this course you know but then when you have an accountability partner who says okay I'm sick of hearing this what's going on it's like okay because I wasn't I was making deadlines I was making actions and I wasn't doing them so, uh, so yeah, I knew that I had to tap into that a little bit further. Having the challenge, having the, having the difficult conversations does scare me as well. Although I know, again, I know in the in the head that um, they need to happen. So to work through that, I just try and be as planned as possible. You know, work through the um, stages, kind of write down what I need to say so that I'm I'm clear and uh, trying not to let that emotion jump up and bite me in the bum when I'm not aware of it kind of thing. Yeah, because I think a lot of our fear is based on being out of control, right? So mm. when you're, you're the passenger, you don't have control. When I'm on a plane, I don't have control. And so when we do things like write out what we want to say or, or put some, some things in play, to help us feel like we have taken some control in the situation, then that can help us deal with the fear or get beyond the fear. Which is a perfect segue to our reframe model. So reflection. So how do we work? Okay, so what can we do? So number one, we need to be trying to be a little bit more self-aware. You know, listen for the excuses, the defensiveness, the negative attitude, non-accountable language, blame, being a victim. Look for when you're not showing up, poor results, the body, feel, you know, feel the body, feel the emotions in the body. So what can we do about it? We can reflect. Um, reflection is our uh, first piece of our reframe model and exactly what you, what you just said, you know, write things down, how are you feeling? And the biggest piece is focus on what you want. Right, that anchor in the goal, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and sometimes people don't know what they want. So that's where there needs to be a little bit of reflection time. Like, what do you really want in this situation? What do you really want to have happen? For reality, we have to em embrace it. Embrace reality. Admit, admit that we're fearful and own it. So acknowledge, tell the truth about it. And this is where, I mean, relationships from our model uh, filters all the way through, but this is where I find Sandy it really helpful to engage someone to help me work through that. Exactly. I, I'm the same with this one. I think embracing reality as well. Sometimes it's just saying, I could take this course, I could spend $3,000 and nothing will change. And that's the worst case scenario. Mm -hmm. And how likely is that to happen? I'm very motivated. So mm -hmm. chances are that it's it's not going to be completely change my life but chances are it's not going to crash and burn either it'll be somewhere in the middle 
So just getting realistic about expectations, and we, we had that program on expectations recently, is part of that. One of my fears when I first launched my business was um, speaking to people about my business and asking for help, you know, if I, if, I, if I wanted help with a referral. And that was really scary for me. And, and so I embraced it. Okay, it's scary for me. But in reality, what's the worst that could happen? Exactly. They could say no. They could say no. <laughs> I don't have a referral. Okay. And you're still in the same place then. You haven't yeah. gone, gone backwards. You're still where mm. you were. Yeah. And, and if I go back to my commitment, I'm like, okay, they couldn't help me. But who else maybe on my list can? Uh, so you're a feeler, Sandy. Do you, do you have any strategies on how to feel fear? I know you spoke about it. You kind of you had that visceral feeling in your body. So I've read a little bit about mindfulness and I've been trying to practice that a little bit, that whole idea of just sitting with a feeling mm. or getting curious about a feeling. So when I am afraid, it's about just saying, so what does that feel like for me right now? You know, and, and just like you said, acknowledging it and, and just letting myself just sit with that fear. And mm. that can really help in understanding where it's coming from and also not letting it be so overwhelming because you realize how much of this is in your head. You know, it's what you're thinking in the situation. And I think mindfulness can really help in, in becoming aware of those things. So, mm. yeah, I'll just do that. Here's the fear. I'm just going to feel it. Mm. And it's uncomfortable, isn't it? And I think sometimes we get wrapped up in we shouldn't feel fear. But, hey, we're all going to feel fear. <laughs> like We're all going to have fear in our lives. It is uncomfortable. And I hate it. I hate being there. I want to get out of there as quickly as possible. But, yeah, as part of embracing that reality is we need to express it. We need to, we need to sit with that uncomfort un uncomfortableness. Is that a word? Yeah. Uh, discomfort <laughs> and uh, work through it. Good. So we have, we've talked a little bit about reflection and reality. So, um, and let's just touch a little bit here on realigning and re reframing the fear. So we've, we've owned it, you know, we've embraced it. We know it's there. We know where it's coming from. So what are we going to do now? How do we take that fear and move forward? So one question we can ask is, how is this experience a gift? Or what is this experience teaching me? Hmm. Good and questions. I'm going to put those in the show notes. Those are great questions. Yeah. And sometimes we may not know, and this is where I find that relationship piece, how it filters all the way through our model. Sometimes, depending on, on how you like to process things, again, reflect, reflect on those. There, there are gifts. I think in every situation there's the positive gifts and the teaching that comes through it. Ask what is missing. So I love asking this with, with people, like what is missing for you to be in action to work through this fear? Because you're not going to get rid of the fear. You've got to work through it. And generally there could be one of three things. It could be a skill missing, a conversation I need to have with someone, or a process. And nine times out of ten, 
they will work out what it is and it will fit in one of those categories. A lot of it is around a conversation. Right. <laughs> I have to go and have a conversation with this person. No, I really don't want to. So I'd rather just sit here and blame them instead, you know. So it's really kind of working out, okay, yeah, I have the fear. What is missing? How can I reframe it? And reframing it into that other question I asked before. What's the worst that could happen? And you asked, what, what's the worst that could happen with your course? Yeah. And really kind of doing the pros and cons. That's great. I, I think that really is, those questions are just so helpful in reframing. And I want to go back to the one you said, because I, I like that question, how is this experience a blessing or a gift in my life right now? So if you were to reflect back on that, your example, and I'll do the same with mine, but if you were mm. to look at your example of of teaching an open course, how was that experience helpful in your life? What was the gift in that for you? When I was in the moment of fear and procrastination, it was helping me realize, like it really meant a lot to me. My goal and my commitment of supporting people really meant a lot. I knew that once I did it, I would be and worked through it. I knew I could step up to the plate, if you like. I knew I could develop an amazing course, step up to the plate and give people value for money and what they needed. And it was fantastic. Like I loved that experience and it was the first one I did. And now I reflect back and that was two or three years ago. And now I've got I know they're there. I'm so much more comfortable. I'm not in a, in, I'm not in a whipped up into fear or anything. I just know it's a process and I just have to work through preparing, getting my content ready, working it all out. It, it helped me stretch and grow. That was the gift it kind of gave me. It helped me step out, stretch and grow and feel amazing. That's great. When you were talking, and, it reminded me of something someone had told me a long time ago. Someone told me that we fear, we feel the most fear in the areas of our life that are really important to us, mm. where we feel like we have the most to lose mm. if, if it doesn't work out. So, you know, I think that is the gift in fear is that it shows you that this is really important to you, that this is what you want to do. Is that your answer to that question in your experience, uh, Sandy? Or? Yeah, I think also it helped me to deal with some issues that I might have around <laughs> not wanting to invest in myself. Mm. You know, so I think when I when I reflected on it, I thought it's really easy for me to invest in other people. If this was someone else or you know, anybody else I was talking to, I would say, yeah, do it. They, you know, there's only, you only have something to gain in doing this. But when it comes to myself, sometimes it's hard for me to put money into something like that. So mm. it, I think the gift for me was to, to think about that and to work that through and realize that, that that was, that could hold me back and that I needed to give myself the same kind of, encouragement to to do something that I would encourage a friend to do can I challenge you a little bit now of course you can <laughs> well we almost got through it without a challenge but hey go for it <laughs> oh that could be totally off the mark here but I know you've been wanting to do this course for a long time is there anything in there about oh I'm going to actually now put my hard-earned money into this what if I 
I know one of your big fears is you wouldn't get value for money, but does it go deeper? And I'm going to totally put words in your mouth, but it, was, it, was there something like the podcast? Like what if I do all this work, put it out there and no one Oh, yeah. Yeah, it goes up. back to your fear, right? Like yeah. that whole thing, like I'm going to spend all this money and I'm going to try something new. And what if it's total flop? Like what yeah. if it doesn't happen at all? And that's the control, you know? I can't control people signing up or or those things. However, I do know that I have some great content and some great gifts of knowledge to share in the area I'm developing a course around. And so I'm just going to do it, you know, and yeah. they'll be like you said, they'll be learning along the way for me and there will be growth. And I feel like the things that I'm going to learn in this program are going to be transferable skills anyway. Totally, totally. And I think that's part of the, the, the actual fear of putting it out there because you've been talking about it for a long time. You've got amazing content. I've got to put money to this to develop it. Um, and, uh, what if no? But you're right. It's like any any course. You're gonna. It's gonna be amazing experience to get all these valuable skills. And yeah, worst case scenario, it's not the right content for the type of course. Okay, you've got other content. <laughs> exactly. No, I'm looking forward to when we can actually talk about it. When you've got it, okay, people, you hear it now. Yes. <laughs> Well, I'll be give a, a discount to our life reframers in our newsletter. How's that? If you're getting our newsletter and. When I launch this course, I will put it in that newsletter. I'm just putting this intention out there right now. There you go. And this there is will your goal. be a discount for Life Reframers. Right. So if you haven't signed up for a newsletter, get on the website, sign up for the newsletter. It'll come out in two th early 2017. There you go. I threw that in there. <laughs> there you go. Now I have a deadline. Good. So, so this is the relationship part of reframing. <laughs> And of course, I wouldn't say that unless we, I knew that that was what you were going for. But it is, it's putting that goal out there, right? And, um, and it's awesome. And if it's not on what you think it's going to be, it'll be on something else. So, so of course, relationships is all about finding an accountability partner for me anyway, for this part. It's, well, of course, you need those sounding boards. So you may have many different relationships in your life that are helping you work through fear. Some are sound, sounding boards. Uh, I think you want people to challenge, and that's a conversation Sandy and I had before the podcast today. Like we we do challenge each other, and we give permission to challenge each other. That's what you do in any kind of a a accountability partner situation. Don't sign up to be an accountability partner if you're not comfortable with holding people's feet to the fire and saying the the action you said you would take is this. It hasn't been done. Like. What's going on? Uh, what are you afraid of? You know, kind of asking some of those questions. Because sometimes we need those people to give us that compassion and empathy. Absolutely. But sometimes we also need those people to go, no, I'm not, not going to let you get away with this. <laughs> and I think that's a good place to just mention that, you know, you do coaching with people if they're looking for that kind of accountability around fear and moving forward in their lives, you know, to check out your website and and um, you would be a great person for people to work with. So we'll put a little link in our newsletter there as well. Awesome. 
Yeah, thanks. I think that's where the opportunity of growth um, comes in. So yeah, think about some of your relationships. And like I said, there might be a number of different people who may help you work through fear, but really think about who that might be and speak with them about what you need from them to help you. I was just thinking there are some books and resources that I'll put in our newsletter and on our, our, our podcast post and our website as well, because I think there are some good books on fear that uh, there's a couple that I will put there for our listeners so they can have some reference if this is a, a real area that they want to get into thinking about and reframing in their lives. So guys, there's nothing wrong with feeling fear. It can and it does stop us in life. It, it stops us from being ourselves, speaking our truth or doing what we really want to do. But if you are willing to step out of that comfort zone and work through the challenge zone, become self-aware, realign and work through those challenges, be vulnerable, have courage, take risks. It will really transform how you're thinking and what actions you're taking. And we'll just end with a quote from Eckhart Tolle. When you become comfortable with uncertainty, infinite possibilities open up in your life. Hi, Life Reframers. Did you enjoy our episode today? If so, please leave a review on iTunes or Google Play. Also, check us out on all our social media avenues via reframeyourlife.ca.